755 is real with David O'Brien and Eric O'Flaherty. Welcome back to 755 is real. And I'm David O'Brien, Braves writer for The Athletic with my co-host Eric O'Flaherty. And we are back for part two of our discussion with Evan Gaddis. I hope you uh, listened to the first part because it was outstanding. I mean, obviously, this guy's journey to the major leagues was unlike anything I've ever I've ever heard and and should be the stuff of a really good movie someday. But we're up to uh, the second season now in Houston after your, what, 27 homer, 11, 11 triple first year with the Astros after the Braves had traded you to the Astros, Evan. And now it's 2016 and they had you switch back to catching. How did that happen? After your knees had held up so well the previous year. Yeah, I'm trying to think back and what I think they just wanted to try to just utilize whatever they could and see how it went. Uh-huh. Um, Castro, Jason Castro was the starting I, catcher. Who else did yeah. we have that year? I'm trying to think. You had a prospect, didn't you? Uh, which, uh, God, please jog my memory. I, we were in the flow earlier, and we just paused for the audience. And uh, I'm trying to think back where we were at. Let me see. Houston Astros, 2016. Castro was your primary guy, right? Oh, yeah, always. Another one of those guys is like, uh, holy shit, how do you do this every, every day? Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Yeah. Your other your other catcher, you had what? Uh, you had Eric Kratz? Yeah, we had Kratz. Oh, yeah, I was hurt. I began the year, I believe this was uh, the year I had the hernia surgery. Yeah, and Max Stasi. Yeah, Stasi. Yeah, that's the guy. Yeah, so you, yeah, you had the hernia surgery. What, you missed spring tra- all of spring training in the first few weeks of the season after having sports hernia surgery which what you tried to you said last you tried to explain the last uh, conversation that's not really a hernia how does that work yeah so i guess they just call it like a lower uh, pelvic floor muscle injury Uh so everything basically like uh like your groin which is your like your adductors and all those muscles in the insides of your legs they basically kind of meet up and into a, a, a spot with your with your abs yeah. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, I used to have them. I used to have abs. <laughs> you, but, uh, you were just, you were too big. You exploded, huh? <laughs> I don't know, man. I, just, I, I overworked some shit one day. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, it just finally had enough. And like we were mentioning earlier, I think this is an injury that lasted a long time. I just was in yeah. very much pain. So I was kind of okay with it right. and, uh, just kind of grinding on. But yeah, eventually it's like, uh, uh, is his name Dr. Myers up in Philadelphia? I think it's Dr. Myers is his name, but he's an incredible man. He his passion is helping people, which is great. But he explains it like uh, like if there's a baseball and all the muscles like attach kind of like on the cover of the baseball, and they basically over time they get worn and the baseball cover kind of starts coming off. So he basically put me back together. Uh huh. A lot of players, a lot of athletes in general have uh, have gone to see him. Eric, in your many injuries, that was not one of them, right? A hernia, sports hernia. I had the I had bilateral hernias. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Both. Different different spot. Yeah, who both sides. Yours? Who did yours? 
I was the minor, so it's just a random doctor in, in Walla Walla. Nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the yeah. closest one to you. That was, yeah, uh, first guy I could find. <laughs> yeah, love that. <laughs> that was a painful so, recovery. So uh, yeah, dude. yeah. So you missed all of spring, and you come back in the first what, couple of weeks of the season, and you come back. You have 119 fewer at bats than you'd had the previous year uh, in 15. But you hit five more homers. You had a career-high 32 homers, 508 slugging, and an 826 OPS and 447 at-bats. I guess that was your best year, right? That was, Yeah, that was uh, definitely my best year. And the Astros. And actually, I wish I would have done a little better. I mean, well, obviously, everybody wishes they would have done a little better. But uh, really turned the corner uh, talking with Cabrera, with Miguel Cabrera in Detroit, uh-huh. talking about the left shoulder. Like uh-huh. pulling off, and then um, like we were mentioning earlier about Altuve and Marwin, we're us watching watching batting practice before the game. Uh, you know, like uh, the home team takes it first, and then we go take BP. So we went out there early to go watch, and just had to talk to him. He's like, "Yeah, you pull your left shoulder out to towards like third base, and, and uh, you're gonna be fucked." And yeah. uh, so I kind of like tried to hammer that home. And that's really that kind of began a little process for me, which really worked for me. And I don't know who fuck knows why I stopped doing it. Uh-huh. But, uh, it's really trying to drive the ball to right field in batting practice, and it, it gives you that split second of extra time to kind of like accidentally hit breaking balls. Uh huh. You know, the left field. So it just helps me a lot of in a lot of ways, and it I think it really kind of. Uh, Maybe chase a little less. Man, it's amazing. By the how way, that's they... always a common thing. That's always a common thing with the Astros, like to try to utilize what I do well uh-huh. and try to like cut down on what I don't do well, which is strike zone discipline. Uh huh. It's like you know, I fucking swing at shit out of the zone, and it's uh, that's why I really am envious of uh, some of these players that just have incredible power and. uh they slug a lot and they don't, they don't, they don't, they don't go out of the zone a lot. I think it's incredibly difficult to do. I don't know how some people do it. It's frustrating to face them. <laughs> it's tough no to pitch shit. against those guys. You know you can't. Yeah. For every slider I chase, I get three more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're going to throw it till you stop swinging. Yeah. yeah. It pays dividends, man. It's like, if I could in like, that's really a testament to uh, Hudgens at the, uh, Hudgens and Zoe and uh, Zinter before them uh, or before uh, Zoe with um, with the Astros, man. Like, they really try to preach that. And then I even met with Sig one time for for uh, for lunch and tried to really get someone to explain to me, like, like what, what can help me? And, you know, I've talked to different hitters like Votto, Goldschmidt, just people I that really do some things incredibly well and uh just trying to because i i always believe like a concept can help you at some point you know like okay you got some talent you got something going you made it to the fucking big leagues whatever but like how can i really get better you know whatever i tried (laughs) god it's like it's amazing how many times uh you hear a guy when he makes an adjustment how many of them involve in some way staying back on pitches, that extra split second 
and allowing it to get deeper, which I guess is so much harder to do, obviously, than just saying it. It's harder to do. But guys, when they when they're able to do it. Dude, even ahead. people that don't play the game, like uh, the trainer, is his name Jeff Porter? Yeah. yeah, Bubba. 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 Yeah, I call everybody Bubba or Bull now. But, uh, like, uh, yeah, Bubba, he was like, hey, man, I don't know much about baseball, but I do know one thing. Everybody gets back on track up the middle of the way. Yeah. He didn't even play the game, but he's like, you know, I've heard this. I've been around this game for so damn long. I just seems yeah. to be a common thread. Well, you know, that's what Dansby did last year when Chipper worked with him, you know, staying back on his back foot, giving that – and then he started hitting the ball the other way again. It's what Austin Riley worked on this winter to get back into what he was doing early last year. You know, he made an yeah. adjustment, stayed back on his back foot. Now he's killing – was killing the ball at spring training before it got shut down. You'd like that guy. You know, that guy's got some power. Yeah, he's got pop. No shit. Um, anyway. So, so the Astros exercised the $5.2 million option on your contract for 2017. And I mean, it's not like you had made nothing the year before you made like 3 million, but what do you think at that point? Or do you ever, you look at that paycheck at, at any point and ever go, Jesus, what I was doing just like four or five years ago and look at my paycheck now. <laughs> I, I kind of still, you know, I mean, once the season gets going and everything, it's yeah. kind of an event like, Hey, they picked up your option. They're like, fuck yeah. yes, awesome. But it's kind of like an event. And then it kind of turns into business as usual, mm. except for every two weeks, you know? Yeah. It's like, holy <laughs> shit. Like, all right, this is why I wear What were your paychecks? Whatever. What was a two-week paycheck I making five mil? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember, but they were more than I ever thought to made, and that was enough. <laughs> More than you made in a whole season at the, uh, or times three at the uh, ski lodge, at the ski lift, right? <laughs> in two weeks. Very modest. <laughs> times 10 at, in, in two weeks. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, that's a shocker. And then, um, and it's kind of weird though, like being on a team, you're kind of in your own bubble. Um, yeah. You know, it's like, you know, even media is only in allowed a certain time. Go play the games, and a lot of times it's just you and your teammates. So yeah. the, you know, like it kind of just kind of goes away. I remember even asking other people, like, just to imagine, like, hey man, like don't don't take this the wrong way, but do you mind if I look at your check just <laughs> for me to just for me to see like what <laughs> what could happen? I wondered if guys yeah. ever did that, man. <laughs> oh, all the time. I wondered if I was off limits to do that. <laughs> like I think Beltron, I think sixteen. I'm not sure what he made. Yeah, I'm not sure what he made in seventeen, but I wanted to look at his, and I could trust him. Um, so that brings us to 2017 and your reunion with Brian McCann, who was traded from the yeah. Yankees. What was your first yeah. thought when BMac was being traded to the from the Yankees to the Astros? I was so fired up and uh, people because VMAC kind of had like a reputation from people, people who didn't know him. Yeah. It was more um, like, dude, is this guy fucking hard ass or what? Right, right, and, right. Uh, because the Gomez incident and, yep. um, and I've seen McCann in a, like a rage of passion defending pitchers. Yeah. Um, Anthony Rivaro one year, I think it was probably my rookie year. 
and uh, we're up in uh, City Field, New York, playing the Mets, and um, and Vervaro is throwing in the fucking mud, dude. He's slipping his pitches. He already uh-huh. was more of a north-south kind of pitcher. Uh-huh. And, uh, and so he was, like, kind of sliding and missing high, and, you know, and then they – that that piece of the that part that half of the inning is over and uh he is just letting the umpires have it just like <laughs> like make them fucking pitching it too like you know just like letting it rip and i i really appreciated it just to see his passion like backing up his pitchers yeah yeah eric's told plenty of those stories man he always had your back yeah. right eric yeah, that's that's one of the things that just gets kind of screwed, construed the wrong way with BMAC is who he is on the field is he's nothing like that in the clubhouse. I mean, he's the nicest, care, most caring, just happy-go-lucky, joking around, having fun type of guy. But he's that buddy that you always want, you know, like if you're at a bar or somewhere like that, somebody messed with your team or your, or your you know, your crew. He's the guy that would step up and get in somebody's face when they're getting out of line. And, and he just has it's that. Like everyone, he has, it's like you're. You need that. It's like a yeah. You know, he has that flip. Like a, you know, he oh, could like flip backbone, that switch. Like a yeah. Dad. Yeah, he he could just flip that switch and become like a completely different person if he feels disrespected. Yeah. But up until that point, he's the nicest guy in the world. I did a story on him last last year uh, when he came back here, and and I had said that something along those lines to him that people would call him the fun police or whatever. And he goes, you know what? I get that a lot. People think I'm an asshole, and, and you know. Yeah. And he said, and he asked that. Then when they meet him and they talk to him, they realize he's not at all. But that's <laughs> that's what they think from afar, looking at it. Uh, yeah. That yeah. picture. That's yeah. my favorite. My favorite. One of my favorite pictures ever is him face to face with Gomez with the catcher's mask on top of his helmet. And he's just enraged. And, <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, uh, you know, Gomez is my teammate too. Yeah. And, uh, and I, and I like Gomez. <laughs> but, uh, so it was weird. Uh, but what Gomez, what Gomez had was, uh, against, uh, right. Paul, right. Right. Yeah. Paul. Uh-huh. So like, uh, yeah, he had, he had his different beats for his own reasons. And whatever, but yeah, you know, and McCann just didn't like the way Gomez was going about it, and so the way he, he had something to say, you know, McCann had something to say, and Gomez had something to say, and that was that. Yeah. And they both handled it well. Gomez handled it well afterwards. I mean, he said something along the lines of, I, "I understood." Yeah, yeah. Because Gomez isn't a bad guy at all. He's a yeah. fucking baseball player, man. He like he, he's, he's fiery. Really, really not a bad guy. He's just, you know, yeah. He'll read some people the wrong way. He's fiery like McCann. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And entertaining as hell. Yeah. <laughs> and funny. No doubt. But, so you and Mac, you and B Mac split uh, catching duties during that memorable 2017 season, right? Uh, yeah, but I think it was, uh, it wasn't just us. Right. I don't think right. I caught that much. I don't think I caught that much that year. I think we yeah. uh, we had Stassi and then Juan Centeno. Yeah, you DH'd a lot, right? That was a good group. That was a that was an incredible group of catchers. Yeah, Juan Centeno caught uh, what uh, twenty two games. If we get the lead, we put in Juan if I'm catching because he's a better catcher than me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you played only eighty four games. 
and you hit 20 fewer homers and about 50% fewer at-bats than you'd had in 16? Yeah, I didn't, uh, I didn't play too much. I didn't DH that much either. Right. It was just kind of – it was weird. It was a weird year. But yeah, but the Astros marched into and through the playoffs, and you went eight for thirty with two doubles and a homer in, in thirteen postseason games. And then you had that homer in Game Seven of the ALCS off Sabathia, right? Right, correct. A highlight, obviously. <laughs> uh, I mean, it was the most impactful home run that ever contributed to any team. Yeah, in that way. But, you know, I look back, I don't think that's my favorite home run at all. In fact, uh, at this point, the pressure of the postseason and everything uh-huh. really got to, me, got to me to such a point that, like, everybody's like, man, isn't this so fun? Like, you know, uh, <laughs> just people, media, whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I'm trying not to quit. Like, <laughs> I, was, I was like the... It was just, uh, it was a lot for me. Yeah. I think that was, that was kind of the beginning of the end as well. It was just like, man, the, the nerves, like, it, I just think it started eating at me like quite a bit. But I wanted to win nice. after getting a taste in 13 with the Braves. Uh-huh. And, uh, and then uh, team, team, and then 15 with the Astros. Yeah. 16, 15 yeah. with the Astros. We beat, uh, we beat the Yankees. Um, what's like what well, would be Tanaka in the wild card game at New York, and mm-hmm. then and then we almost like like Kansas City Royals strung together like 18 million hits in a row. Yeah, it's like weird, like weird little things happen, and then who was it? Yeah, Cueto. I think Cueto ended us, ended our season in uh, in Kansas City. After getting a taste, it was like, wow, like I just, I just know the feeling of, um, you know, one, one team wins and everybody else loses. And um, so just getting that, that feeling that most people get at the end of a baseball season, it's like, all right, well, we, what, we, we lost. We lost the last game. But not in 17, you didn't. No, we didn't. <laughs> so you beat the Dodgers in a seven-game World Series. And a year later, you moved back to almost uh, D- exclusively DHing. You had career lows, 226, 736 OPS. Uh, uh, you still had 25 homers in 128 games, just over 400 at-bats. And you guys yeah, made it back I, uh, to the ALCS. You know, I was so tired. I, I had to actually talk to somebody about my swing and what I should do on a daily basis to try to, I, I was, I was sick and fucking tired of trying to get better and not getting better. Uh-huh. And, uh, and I was like, man, if I don't, if I don't get any better, I'm just fucking done. So, so I'll like, whatever. But, but I would, I was very obedient. <laughs> um, I was like, whatever anybody like, you know, and yeah. I trust, uh, trust Jeff Albert and, and Dave Hudgens and everybody and and I still I think it just took an adjustment period because uh-huh. I also I also had some of the best months of my career during that year even though it's uh-huh. overall not the best not the best year in my life actually probably the worst but uh, I actually I'm glad I tried to make an adjustment. So. so you guys made it back to the ALCS that year, but you were eliminated by the Red Sox, and they would go on to. Win a World Series. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. And that was it. You were a free agent and, and you didn't get signed after the season, right? And uh, to be honest, two days later, I was in Vancouver, British Columbia. Um, <laughs> I left maybe the ne- maybe the next day. I'm not sure, but I was I was ready. So I went checking out huh? from a bar in Nelson, British Columbia. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, and I I think I, I I didn't quite know if I was done or not. At that point, and I actually don't, I still don't. I don't even know if I could play again, but who knows? Whatever, I'd go back and ride the bus in Double A if I got to, or wherever. Yeah. But yeah, it was just I was tired, man. <laughs> what did you tell your agent? Did he said did, did you tell him not to pursue, uh, not to even pursue any stuff, or did you guys get any yeah, offers? I said don't turn. I said don't turn anything down and see what see what comes up. But I was not like actively right pursuing you know so it was like the worst thing for me personally at the time i think would be if they like gave me a bunch of money yeah and somebody signed me it was like what like <laughs> then it's it, it, people fall into this too like uh you know like um you're doing really well like a lot of people you know they start having families Mm-hmm. And having kids and then it starts getting to a point where it's like fuck it's su- it's such a good grind yeah that uh like uh they get and then you know you can't turn down the money right so money. right it, it happens yeah. to people and I, I i mean nobody 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 in the general population like really feels bad yeah. for them but i understand mm-hmm. there's their situations like fuck, mm-hmm. like how do you turn this down when i was mm-hmm. a kid i didn't have that much you know what i mean it's yeah like yeah in the fucking big legs you're young you're a young man and you know what i mean and but and then you start seeing your kids like start missing shit like mm-hmm. missing whatever happens for your kids mm-hmm. and, you know your priorities start changing as you get older and a lot of people generally just kind of get kinder and softer you know mm-hmm. as you get yeah. older you get Get a little, it doesn't help you on the field, huh? What's that? I said that those when when those things start happening to you, they don't help you on the field. You oh, know, yeah. getting kinder and softer. Like you, you yeah. gotta still be able to have that psycho in you that that goes out there and wants to kill somebody. Exactly. Yeah, the killer started dying, and I stopped. Like, and I was like, mm, I don't think I want to fucking do this. You know. Uh huh. Yeah. I don't think people, you're right, the layman, the average person can't, you look at a guy hits 25 homers and then he walks away from the game and they're, and he's still young. I don't think people can understand how do you turn down the chance to play baseball and make millions of dollars. But what you guys are talking about is something that we can't really, you know, grasp because we've never been in that situation. It's so unusual. Also, it's like, you know, health too. It's like I had four knee surgeries. Like how yeah. many is, like how many is enough? I'm going to yeah. have to play a position if I want, like, unless I just all of a sudden turn into David Ortiz. It's like, I'm <laughs> yeah. not, like, I mean, I don't, I didn't see this ending very well other than just yeah. being like, you know what? Maybe not. So it's cool. <laughs> uh, so Reed Johnson. Hey, do you know who, do you know who gets to decide their, the end of their career? Hall of Famers. <laughs> That's <laughs> it. So yeah. But even, even a lot of them hang on too long. Yeah. You know, even even a lot of Hall of Famers struggle, you know, and, and and they don't go out the way they want to. 
they, it just happens exactly. later after more years. But yeah. I think it hurts for everybody when you lose that. It, it took me probably two years away from the game to get that taste out of my mouth of having been really good and then struggling day in, day out uh, through that big league grind. It's so many games and, you know, guys wear it mentally. So it took me a yeah, solid two years like, to just yeah, still, move on. Just yeah. to be able to look back at it with a with a positive light and be like, you know, that was what I did was pretty cool and, and feel good about it because you're so wrapped yeah, up in yeah. the most current seasons you've had. Yeah. Eric, you said you had to do a little bit of self-medicating to get over it, right? Oh, yeah. I was a wreck. The first – the my wife was like – she felt like she didn't even know me. You know, my first year um, being home every day for – 365 she was you know i was i was drunk or stoned or something every single day for a year straight and uh-huh. she was just like who do i even marry and I, I really had to find myself again because my whole identity was wrapped up in baseball yeah. and not just baseball but being good at baseball mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden that's taken away from you and it's you know it's like that huge dopamine hit you get every single day out there on yeah. the field it's just gone and i just i found myself just like searching searching for chaos searching for something every day it was hard but after about a year, year and a half, I look back at it now and I'm like, man, you had a great career while you're being so hard on yourself. And it's it's a lot easier to let all that go and, and just enjoy it and look at it in a positive light. Dude, I ran into Jeff Neiman. You remember that name? Yeah. Uh, he's like 17 foot tall, a righty <laughs> out of rice. It turns out he lives up the street. And uh, I run into him at the at the grocery store just randomly. And we had like a awesome conversation for like, 15 minutes just in the middle of an aisle at a grocery store about this very thing. And it's, uh, I still feel like I'm just like slowly, but surely healing. Yeah. That you you will. Hit, that dopamine hit. Can't replace like, it. <laughs> that's, what, that's the same thing that drove me out. That's what wore me out. After mm-hmm. a while, yeah. like your system just can't handle like all of that all the time. And it's so get, also how different people deal with different yeah, things. Like some yeah. people like just really fucking love baseball. Yeah. Like even more than me. <laughs> like I, yeah. I love baseball, but some guys just mm-hmm. they just fucking love it. Like unbelievable. I yeah. think it's how long they're able to love it. Because once you lose that once you stop loving, it, I feel like you're hopeless out there. You know, once it turns into a job for you, I think a lot of guys go home really soon after that. Yeah, I think so too. Gat, where are you where are you living in Texas? I'm in Houston still. I uh, oh, okay. I fell in love with this place, and I man, I just haven't haven't wanted to leave. I've lived in this house for like five, six years now. Uh huh. Outside of Houston, right? Uh, no, I'm like pretty damn close. Like I'm oh. inside the inner loop. Okay. So I'm pretty. Pretty close to the stadium, like six miles maybe, if I had to guess. And uh, I've got a little garden. Got a, a really what I think has also kept me here is the people I've met in my neighborhood. Yeah. And uh, just the, the just my little community, my little our little yeah. world. Yeah. And uh, just, uh, I've just met some really good people, and uh, so I've stayed here. Well, that's a good place to feed that. Uh that Jones that uh, want to turn you on to Towns Van Zandt, which is one of my proudest moments, by the way, that you listen to Towns Van Zandt these days. <laughs> but you've heard his live at the Old Quarter album, right? Recorded in Houston, 73? Live at the Old Quarter? I don't know if I have. I've, I've 
Oh, no, you got to like, get that one. Singles get that. In, uh, especially from uh, Heartworn Highway. Yeah. Is, yeah. Uh, it, that, and then it turned me on. I just found another song the other day. I don't, like, go out searching for it, but when it comes up, like, in my little, uh, like, suggested for you, yeah, and, uh, that song Lungs, and he's just, just, I love words and lyrics. I just love, yes. like, the way people can use language to convey. And, man, dude, he's just one of the best. He's, uh, you guys had some similarities in your search and your journeys. Fortunately, yours oh, hasn't ended the way his, Well, yeah. yours hasn't ended the way his did. So. All right. A year later, this is what's wild is a year later, you're back in the world. Uh, the Astros are back in the world series. They're second in three years. A lot of people wondering where you've been, where you've been. Are you retired? What have you been up to? Oh, just last year. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. 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 I know. I didn't really know. And you're invited to catch the ceremonial first pitch before game one of the 2019 World Series with none other than Brian McCann throwing that pitch. How was that presented to you? Uh, I got a phone call at, like early in the morning and it's Skipper, it's AJ Hinch. And I'm like, all right, I got to answer this call. So I answer it. He's like, hey, check this out. This is what people want to do, and I think it's fucking badass. I don't know what uh -huh. words he used, but for yeah. his... I hope he used that was AJ Hanson. For whatever. But like, uh, <laughs> he's like, hey, they want Brian McCann to throw the first pitch, and they want you to catch it. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'm in, and I love it. But I'm glad they didn't let me throw it because I wouldn't be able to throw it to the catcher, dude. You air bailed it. He's like, I couldn't throw for shit. He is. He's like, what? But it's funny, man. But, dude, yeah. that was an unbelievable thing. So this is not long after BMAC and the Braves had been eliminated from the playoffs with the in the division series right. lost to the to the Cardinals, and BMAC had announced just out of the blue after that game with no advance that. warning yeah. that he's done. We're like, what? So, I mean, I mean, people kind of saw it, and Eric had known that he was leaning that way for like more than a month, but he hadn't he hadn't said anything publicly, so we didn't know, you know. And he had a pretty good year too; had some big moments. But yeah. like you talked about, he was he was done, man. Those little kids at home and all that, and he was hurting. Yeah, and time to go. After my, yeah, he knew. Uh, I, well, we talked about it before, uh, and then other catchers in the league. I'm not going to mention names or anything, but like people have mentioned stuff. Like, you know, this might be it. Like, I just can't fucking do it. And uh, talking to McCann, but man, it reminds me of after my, you know, we talked about me getting to the big leagues and it was like kind of a sprint to get there because I didn't, you know, you don't fucking know if you can make it to the big leagues or not. Like, but anyway, so I, but I remember so I was kind of worn out by the time I got to the big leagues. And, yeah. uh, in uh, talking to McCann, I'm like, dude, I would love to like just take a fucking year, and you know what I mean, like after, <laughs> or whatever, just be done after a little bit. And uh, he's like, man, put your six in and see what happens if you can. And, yeah, you uh, did. But you know, we've talked. I've talked about quitting forever. Yeah. Well, so someone asked you that night if you were still looking to play, and at that time you were quoted as saying, "I really don't have an answer." I don't even know if I could play, but right now I don't want to. It was a huge part yeah. of my life, but I was ready. Is that is that uh, the way you felt now? 
Yeah, totally. Uh, I get emotional talking about how huge of a part of my life it was. As like almost every player knows, like uh, how big of a how big baseball is to them. And it's uh, come on, man. Like the natural came on TV the other day. You know? Yeah. And uh, yeah. Like, just like little things. It's like like uh, it just it's hard to put into words how much baseball means to me and how much I love it. And I fucking know other people love it even more. It's awesome. Yeah. Were you, were you better at all, or or do you have just no bitterness? No, immediately? no, not even close. No, not even close to bitter. That's I good. Was, uh, I was like I said, I was glad. Like I think the worst thing that could have ever happened is if I didn't want to play, and I still managed somehow to do well, which I really didn't. Uh, if somebody gave me a big contract, I think it was it was still going to be time. Right. Oh, like, playing it out. Yeah. In 2017 postseason, the nerves and everything. My stomach was in a fucking knot, and I was like, I remember mm-hmm. being after games like baseball is literally killing me right now. Like I don't, mm-hmm. I know I don't take the best care of myself and all of that, but geez, Louise, like this uh-huh. is too much. In fact, my roommate and my neighbor up the street, I got, I took a couple guests with me to go catch the first pitch, uh-huh. and the first, like when people aren't used to the energy. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's in the stadium, and yeah. you take them out, and you just shock the shit out of them like that. Uh, on the field. I look at them, I was like, you see why I'm in therapy? <laughs> 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 this is powerful, isn't it? This is, this is juice. This is nuts. It's exciting as hell, but that yeah. excitement will wear your ass out. Yeah. Well, he's saying right there is a perfect reason and a perfect example of that prospect you see that that hits three thirty in AAA, yeah, and yeah. and they come up to the big leagues and they and they, everyone's calling them this busted prospect and yeah, you know they can't handle the big leagues. It's it's not that they're not good enough. It's it's yeah. that feeling he's talking about that it just it overwhelms people. That's, it's incredibly that's, powerful, dude. In, in, yeah, in the reach, the the, the reach that um, the uh, it's like the reach that. Everybody, nobody watches AAA games on TV hardly. Yeah, like no. super Yeah, and it's like so. It's like the reach, like of your performance, and having your performance like on a jumbotron all the time, and everybody knows if you yeah suck or great or whatever. Yeah, you got to answer questions after the game too. Yeah, as as Snit says, you put that second or third deck on that stadium, and it's a whole different. Yeah. Snit? Snit, yeah. Oh, I'm so happy for Snit. He got a job managing. What? Great dude, man. He's doing great He's too. Best. That's a great family. Fuck Troy too. His yeah, dude, they're awesome. So baseball people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baseball family, man. Forty some years in in uh, with the with the Braves organization. Four yep. decades, yeah. He could so, kind of rip somebody's ass, and he could like respect yeah. him at the same time. He's got a How good, he's that? got a weird little, he's got a good little uh, knack <laughs> for being just incredible. I don't know, it's just snit. He's got some Bobby in him, a lot of Bobby in him. Obviously, was his mentor, but yeah, he had that minor league background where he had to tear, you know, tear some guys' asses, man. Sometimes, and he yeah, hasn't gotten how to do to that. Get his point across. Yeah. 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 So he can I think when that. somebody, when you know somebody cares about you, though, when when a coach displays what what Snit displays on a daily basis, 
when he gets on you, you know, when you know they care about you like that, you you just assume you're wrong. And it's it's so much easier to accept when you know what their motive is versus just a coach that just always seems bitter. Yeah. Agreed. Because everybody's had the bad one too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, some guy you just don't respect any fucking rips your ass. It's just like, bah. we need to get <laughs> clear first before you can. It's an art. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> need to get clear. I like that. So. <laughs> If you can, if they can make you feel like you disappointed them, I guess that's the best, right? If you feel like you disappointed the guy, you're like, yeah. My dad never hit us or did any of that shit, but man, he could, he could kill us with a look. Yeah. Growing up, I think that's like what a good manager is. Yeah, for sure. You grew up in a different time than me, man. Because my dad sure pulled the the belt out. I'm glad about it, too. Top performers in business and sports often attribute their success to their morning routine, whether it's waking up early, setting their goals for the day, exercise, or meditation. But not everyone has the time to do it all. With Hydrant, you can jumpstart your mornings. Hydrant creates flavored electrolyte packets you mix directly into your water to make hydrating your body easy and delicious. Each rapid hydration mix has the four essential electrolytes your body needs. Sodium, potassium, magnesium, and zinc help you hydrate quickly and stay hydrated all day. And Hydrate is backed by research. The formula was developed by Oxford scientists to provide perfectly balanced, efficient hydration. There's no synthetic colors or artificial sweeteners. The formula is vegan, and you can choose between three different flavors or a variety pack. Hydrate starts at just a buck a packet for a 30-day supply. You can save even more with monthly subscription. And for 25% off your first order, go to drinkhydrate.com and enter promo code 755 at checkout. Again, that's go to drinkhydrate.com and enter promo code 755 at checkout for 25% off your first order. So three weeks later, after the Astros lost to the Nationals in the World Series, the shit hit the proverbial fan, Evan. (laughs) proverbial it did it did (laughs) the athletics ken rosenthal and evan dralic broke the story that shook up the baseball world detailing the astros sign stealing operation during that 2017 season the year they won a world series and since then as you know you've read you're not unaware of this stuff a lot of people inside and outside the game have kind of questioned the legitimacy of that astros title how bad does that make you feel? How weird does it make you feel? And is it easier being away from the game for a year when you hear that? Well, if I had to show up to spring training this year yeah, and deal with what the guys are going through and again, like, I don't think I can win. I don't think I can win the hearts over of anyone right now yeah, at all, or maybe ever. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how to feel yet. Um, I don't think anybody, we didn't look at our moral compass and say, yeah, this is right. Uh huh. It, it was almost like paranoia warfare or something. Uh huh. And uh, what we did was wrong. Like, don't get it twisted. It was wrong for the nature of competition, not even just baseball. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was wrong. I, I will say that, and uh, and for some 
some players that we face that I've never faced before and something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, even selfishly, uh, we didn't even never we didn't even get to find out how good certain people are. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, they didn't either. And I think that was one cool thing about playing in the big leagues mm-hmm. or making it just to find out everybody wants to be the best player in the fucking world, man. But like to find out how good you are, I think is valuable. Right. And, uh, and um, yeah, that didn't, we cheated that for sure. And we, you know, obviously cheated baseball and uh, cheated fans. Fans felt duped. I feel bad for fans because, I, I really wish everyone was there. Just like I wish everybody could experience what it's like to break uh, break spring training, yeah, and 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 break with a big league club and be in a big league clubhouse, part of a big league uh, team. I wish everybody knew what that was like. But uh, I also just—I'm not asking for sympathy or anything like that. Like, don't like. Uh, our, like if our punishment is being hated by everybody forever, uh-huh. I guess like whatever. Like I mean, and I don't know what should be done, but something had to fucking be done. Yeah, and I do agree with that big time. But I do think it's good for baseball. That, you know, we're cleaning it up. Um, but I really don't. I still to this day, I thought about it a fucking shit ton. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah, and I just don't. I still don't know how to feel, and I know I'll get ripped by somebody. Like that's not an apology, and if I did apologize, it's still not going to be good enough. And, it, and no shit, it's not going to be good enough. Yeah, like I understand that it's not fucking good enough to say sorry. I get it. Yeah, but um, and with fires, uh, um, some he had something to say. It, it probably started out with him exactly what he said like you know some of these guys coming into the league they don't fucking know yet that this shit goes on yeah and uh you know and i respect that and he had something to say and so he had to fucking say it yeah and then we had to get punished and because if not then what to fucking yeah. it'll get even more out of control so, yeah i mean it's a tough subject uh, it's. I mean, yeah. I think a lot of people feel duped. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, and I understand that. But well, the four, yeah. Yeah. There were four people with the Astros since 2017 that confirmed it to our guys that wrote that story, including you said Mike Fires who said that during the season, the Astros stole signs during home games in real time with the aid of the camera. Everybody knows the whole story. And the trash can banging. Yeah, we, we did. That's a fact. And it's, yeah, and that's on the wall. Yeah. You know, like that's, I'm, and, I, and I'm actually like, part of me is really glad that that, uh, uh, part of me is really glad that that's like out there as public knowledge and it's uh, accurate. Yeah. Because, you know, we can kind of know I think that's what MLB wanted to do yeah. with the investigation too. Well, at least I hope so. To to find out what the fuck is going on when they gave immunity to the players. I'm sorry. When they gave immunity to the players, so that they would tell the truth. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if immunity is right or not. I really don't. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And I'm also part of that shit. And, uh, but I know people, I'm not in the same position other people are now. Uh, you know, and that's the reason why I didn't speak uh, whenever the investigation was going on is because, you know, other people had jobs at stake and I wasn't going to be the guy that just, went around like point a finger at myself and then point a finger at uh, everybody else. I don't feel yeah. like it's my place. Uh, fire yeah. said that's, that's not playing the game the right way. Um, he was with that Astros in 15 to 17 non-tendered after the world series. So they won the world series. He said they were advanced and willing to go above and beyond to win. Yeah. Yeah. That's very accurate. I, uh, yeah. caught up in it. Huh? Uh, Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Straight up, uh, it was a powerful situation to be put in. It was uh, because I agree, nobody made us do shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like people saying, oh, this guy made us, this guy made us. That's not it. But you have to understand the situation was powerful. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, you work your whole life to try to fucking hit a ball and uh, you mean you could tell me what's coming I'm like what <laughs> yeah like it's uh, it's a powerful thing and there's millions of dollars on the line and shit and that's all right. the that's the bad of it too that's why that's where people got hurt yeah um and, uh, and that's not right that's not playing yeah. the game right and uh it, but uh, it's the uh, the 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 one allure whenever I first got to the uh, the Astros in '15 was I got to an organization that I felt like was really trying to win, uh-huh. and this is before this is before everything. And uh, you know I'm, I'm like I'm I'm really uh, sad I'm really sad that uh, AJ and Luna uh, lost their jobs for this. Uh-huh. I don't know how much Ludo knew, but I did like him, still like him as a general manager. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, I, and I know a lot of people don't, but, you know, yeah. for, what yeah. for what it's worth, which is nothing, uh, I do. And, um, you know, and I don't know how much of it was paranoia and how much of it was fact. Uh-huh that uh, other people were doing stuff. I know other teams got punished or whatever, and they probably feel like we might not have got punished enough, and we might feel like they got punished not enough, and who knows, right. dude? Who knows, what, who knows the right way to handle that? Is there, like, a real, like, is there a concise couple-sentence answer to what yeah. should happen? I have no idea. And Hinch, everybody liked Hinch, right? And I, I guess, I mean, supposedly he's best, he... He's one of the best communicators I've ever fucking met in my life. And an uh-huh. incredible person to play for. And he was uncomfortable with it at times, right? A couple of times, I guess he tried to, or he broke uh, the I monitor. Don't he liked it. I don't yeah. think he liked it very much. I don't know. I can't peek inside, but man, it's just... Yeah. It's just, uh, we, we, I think we just got fucked. We got fucking caught up. We, got, we, got, we fucked up. You know, I've heard some people say that we're on that team that, you know, he, he came there and had lost the clubhouse in his previous job. So he kind of went out of his way to be a great communicator and that there was some fear or his concern was that if he just put his foot down, 
that this thing, which was being run in part, you know, by Beltron, who was a you know leader in the clubhouse, that that he's going to lose the clubhouse if if Hinch makes you guys stop in the middle of the season when you're you know you're doing so well and everything. Yeah, I mean, I can't speak for anybody else. Yeah. But uh, I've never been a manager. I've never been in charge or, you know, like around however many men, like as a leader. So yeah. I, I, you know, it's a, I don't, I empathize, I empathize with yeah. him, but I also empathize with the fucking pitchers that yeah. had to pitch against the fucking 2017 Astros, too. Yeah. I fucking get it. Dude, do you think if I was their catcher, I'd be happy? Yeah. No, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, hell no. So I understand people's anger. How much did it help? Did it help some guys more than others? Fuck, not me. Like, my mom made a joke, like, but are you deaf? (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Like, but could you hear it? Because you didn't really do that good. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I mean... Who knows? Who knows who it helped? Psychologically. Uh, Everybody has their own. Everybody on our team uh, has their own opinion about it. Right. And personally, and that's, you know, (laughs) they get that. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that psychologically it might have helped as much as anything. I mean, obviously, if guys know what the pitch is for the next pitch. Yeah. Right. No one you had that. Knowing that you had that on your side, that advantage, seems like psychologically you'd be more comfortable. Comfortable, yeah, I think so. But towards the towards the postseason, everybody knew everybody. Or I don't know if anyone else was cheating, but like, I mean, come on, man, people knew we were doing something. Well, yeah, yeah. Parkour. Respect to parkour, by the way. But like uh, the. Uh, People knew, you know, like, so they combated it. Yeah. At least heard rumors. Like, it's a small world in yeah. baseball. So I think everybody kind of at least was paranoid, rightly so. So I think yeah. everybody kind of combated it well, but it sounds like I'm making a fucking excuse. And yeah. I'll get torn up. How did you guys hear it during a, during the postseason? By the way, isn't it wasn't it too loud in that place? How'd you hear? Or could you still hear a trash can over that I, den? Of- I don't even know. I don't. To be honest, it's been a while. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, MLB started its investigation right after that, and then two months later, they handed down those penalties, which were unprecedented. But like you said, some people think they still weren't strong enough because none of the players got. Uh, punished both Hinch and Lunau after they were suspended by MLB both got fired by this by Jim Crane yeah that's kind of why I didn't want to talk about the scandal you know what I mean before yeah I like let everybody punish everybody see what happens but I didn't want to be a part of uh having people uh fired you know so people had more to lose than, than me right like I wasn't playing people people had more to lose than me I didn't want to be a part of that right and and BMAC hasn't said anything, but somebody came out and said anonymously that he was also uncomfortable with it. At some point, he had expressed this dis- displeasure. Yeah, I could tell. I could tell he, it was eating him up. Uh, he didn't like it one bit. Because it kind of goes against everything you know about him and the way he plays a game and all that. Yeah, I know. I know. He's played so long, and he just understands what it takes to get to the big leagues, and he's got a lot of respect for ball players. 
You could just tell. But people say, why didn't he stop it? It's harder to do than, than, than just saying, why didn't he stop it? It's hard to do, right? I mean, when everybody's, when a team's doing this and having success and one of your big leaders, there's your 40-year-old guys, you know, at the head of it. There's this old experiment at Stanford, oddly enough, ironically enough, um, Milgram experiment in social, it's in social obedience, but I'm not making a point that we were... Uh, obedient and there was like a leader Beltron made us do everything right. or whatever. I'm not implying that at all. Uh, but the moral of the story is that you can get put in a situation that is more powerful than yourself. And yeah. when that happens and you're in a group of people with already a pack mentality. Yeah. Shit yeah. Fucking it's out of fucking control. And it got out of fucking control. That's why I'm actually glad, like, the the, the objective truth is out there. Hopefully. Fuck, I yeah. wasn't around last year, but fuck, I don't think anything went down. I don't think anybody did the year before. I know, it, like, nothing happened. I don't I didn't get assigned an 18. But anyway, shit got out of fucking control. We fucked up, and it was not right, and it was wrong. I yeah. didn't know that. And even though you know at the time that, hey, this probably isn't right, it's it's harder because you're so wrapped up in your season and all that. And you're and that bubble you were talking about, it's you and your team. And it's kind of hard to look yeah. at it as, you know, we're really fucking up. But then you look at it from hindsight, you realize how bad it was, huh? Yeah, it's a little easier to see it being fucked up afterwards. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 And also, like, after the the experience and don't get me wrong i'm very happy we won the world series the parade was incredible it was a great time for houston after yeah. harvey and all this shit and to yeah. see one million people in the street uh don't get me wrong all these experiences were excellent and and just i was floored and uh but once that all fades yeah you know now it's kind of different. It's like, okay, you, you know, okay, that happened and we cheated. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's not like, I'm not, I mean, you can't feel that good about it. Right. Right. You know what I mean? It's, it's gotta be hard to reconcile it, huh? I mean, it's like, should be the greatest moment of your career, but, but it's so tempered by. As I, grow, as I grow up, dude, this is still, this is a story now. This is going to be a story next year. This is going to be a story in a yeah. decade yeah. and longer. So I, I, I'm interesting to see how I'll feel about it, even as time goes on. Yeah. And, uh, you know. Since you, weren't, since you didn't play last year, do you ever have a chance to talk to any of those guys about how they've been doing with it? I mean. Um, yeah, a little bit. Once the shit hit the fan, uh, yeah, I talked to some people and just kind of. And yeah. some players play for other teams. Yeah. And some players are getting yeah. their shit pushed of this. It's like, what the? Like, so I wanted to get a feel for just how people are doing with this in general. Yeah. And, uh, you know, some good points are brought up. And some people are fucking mad also on our team. Uh huh. Like, yeah, not mad at people hating us, mad, like, just mad, like, kind of. Like kind of on the fan side too, you know. Right. So right. Everybody has their own, and not everybody was like super happy about 
the cheating. Right. Um, you know, everybody's an individual. <clears throat> yeah. Not like we all like fucking think exactly alike. I mean, we're people. <laughs> Another thing people forget. So yeah, so there were plenty of you probably that that felt bad about it and knew it was wrong, but it was a group thing yeah. and all that. And you weren't your teammates, right? You weren't gonna yeah, rock the boat. Mason maybe didn't feel like they were in a position to say anything. If they weren't, then you know they they're they're living with it right now, and yeah. um, you know so and um, I don't know. I could have said some shit. I could have done something. <laughs> I, I didn't. I did not. You know, yeah, like, uh, yeah, definitely not. So, well, a lot of people lost their jobs. I mean, not players, but Cora goes to Red Sox and they do a different kind of, you know, sign whatever they were doing. That's that's about to be come out by MLB. But he was forced to resign after winning the World Series the next year. Right. And then, and then Beltron <laughs> gets get, is forced to resign before yeah. he ever manages a game with the Mets. That's yeah, a crazy, yeah. crazy offseason with that yeah. in regards to the fallout. It's been pretty heavy. Yeah. And I know, like, I'm sure there's been things since the beginning of time that are yeah. very bad. But yeah. what the fuck is MLB supposed to do? Just yeah, nothing? Like, I don't, I'm not bitter about that either. Right. I'm not bitter about fires having something to say. I'm not bitter about MLB doing something. I mean, fuck, dude. What if steroids are still going on? You got people's hearts exploding and shit because everybody's yeah. doing steroids. Yeah. And some still are doing steroids. So it's like, this shit's never going to end. Right. And, but you got to do something at least to try. To, exactly. Know, exactly. The integrity of the game, which we totally just fucked with. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's not cool. It's really, it's really not. Well, I bet they, uh, you know, a lot of people wish that the people they sent out to answer the questions had answered them the way you do, because some of the people they sent out didn't, it, it was kind of clunky, you know, they said all the wrong things. It just like if they were yeah, reading I'm off a script. I'm yeah. trying not to, but fuck, like I got to tell the truth. Right. Like, and it's not going to be good enough for a lot of people. So, yeah. I mean, that's also like kind of already acknowledged that but you know it was it was wrong yeah well i mean there is something to be said for having to live with it you know knowing that your world series has an asterisk in, in the view of a lot of people i know i'm like trying to trying to come up with something that could come positive out of this other than you know now we know yeah. there will always be something you know in yeah. any sport oh yeah but yeah i think i, I mean fuck dude, mlb punished us or like well, i guess not the players but it, it does yeah these days with the platform and everything and everybody's gonna have to wear all the fucking booze all yeah. that shit and be a punching oh, yeah. bag well you know what i mean you know like i get it <laughs> i get it like I yeah why you're mad. they were hearing it everywhere they went in spring training they're gonna hear it all year but you know this whole shutdown well, this coronavirus year, yeah, maybe forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's difficult, but like you said, man, I got to do something. You can't just let it go and say that other teams are doing it. I mean, this is the team that got called out and investigated, and somebody. You know, my thing is, uh, when they're doing it, you had to think if 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 Beltron or Cora or whoever had thought, 
we're not always going to have all these players on this team. And unless everybody <laughs> leaves happy and nobody ever leaves upset, this is probably going to get out someday. <laughs> I know, right? Like, I, I look back at myself in 17, like, I, I just I call it caught up or whatever. It's like, I had to know this was going to fucking come out, dude. Yeah. We had yeah. to know when we were doing it. And yeah. then it did with Farquhar. Like, Farquhar's, like, changes signs. I fucking strike out. And, of course, it's my big ass up there hitting, <laughs> striking out after they change the signs. It's like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. They know us. And everybody Farquhar knows us, too. <laughs> so, like, so you so you hear the trash can, but you're like, nope, that wasn't right. That wasn't. The- <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> We got it. Uh, here, here we go. This is a this, the short circuit. There's a short circuit in our system. <laughs> yep. What, what, the, the one thing I do think that sucks about us cheating also is, um, you know, the Astros, we were actually so fucking good. Yeah. Uh, with it, I mean, the organization. Yeah. And uh, it, uh, just, I really. I really appreciate the the and the detail. The they we it was anything they thought they could learn about baseball to yeah. make baseball players better. They try yeah relentlessly, and I think that gets overlooked. Um, you know, I guess Tampa Bay's got a really good reputation. Yes, they do. Being like very cutting edge with the yeah. technology and uh, not, you know, you say technology and you think cheat, no technology, like, right. you know, right. Spin rates and all that stuff. Uh, I'm actually a fan of Trevor Bauer um, and like what he's done. Um, even though, cause I mean, I know he fucking absolutely hates cheaters and shit like that. And I get <laughs> it it's because he's so, he, he really is a purist, you know, he really does want yeah. to better the game and he has just by being himself. And uh, yeah. I really appreciate that too. And I watched a time-lapse video of them working at driveline, like waiting yeah. on data to come back from a certain pitch and just exploring new, new areas of the game that it, I, I mean, it's not all going to be good, but fuck man, yeah. like you're learning what shit plays without even having to yeah. face anybody and shit. And then, you know, so yeah, I think, uh, I think that kind of, that sunk in a little bit, like uh, it takes away from the purest uh, backyard style with the ball stuff. Like, can you fucking hit me or not? Uh, kind right. of aspect of the game, you know, that I really appreciate. You know, me and my brothers, we play fast pitch with a little A-Tech ball. You can throw a jillion miles an hour and whatever. And like, uh, it, it, cheating, it takes away from that. Uh, uh, yeah. It takes a little bit away. It, it takes that away. And I'm like that. Yeah. Yeah, all the commendations that the Astros have had earned for all their technologically advanced stuff over the years all their sabermetric, how they were cutting edge and all that. Now, I mean, now it's all viewed, kind of thrown in with this as, so what? They were cheating. So they kind of ruined it for themselves in that regard. You know, however, how much has helped. 
you know, because now that other stuff is all viewed as, yeah, you know, yeah. so all those all those secondary people, all those people they had working in baseball ops and doing all that stuff, they're all staying along with this. I know that's uh, also like way not good because I don't know. A lot of people busted their fucking ass to get a big league job. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not as a player, but it's some any. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah, and I met a lot of uh, incredible people with the Astros that uh, yeah, they get tarnished. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Like what can so, you say? Yep, I was there. So Trevor Bauer, though, he's been probably the most vocal or one of the most vocal as far as ripping them for cheating and individual players. But you, you're saying you respect, you respect him for that or for, for speaking in his mind, for being a purist? I've respected him just since forever. I read like a little ESPN article way back in the day about his like uh, unusual methods like yeah. at UCLA. And uh, I just always appreciate him. I don't know. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. I like players, man. I do. I really do love players. Yeah. And uh, so it's, yeah. Well, he doesn't give a shit what people think about him. He never has. Fucking good for him, dude. Yeah. yeah he just does He just does his thing. Takes balls. Yeah. Well, the MLB report, I was just looking at it, it said, Regarding Hinch, because it said, as the person with responsibility for managing his players and coaches, there simply is no justification for Hinch's failure to act. Eh, that's probably oversimplifying it. I mean, that's, you know, because like you said, I mean, like we said, he's kind of in a different situation than a lot of managers, but I'm sure he regrets that he didn't say, no, this is going to stop. I'm sure, I guarantee it. Uh, But, you know. I think it probably is an over uh, oversimplification, but uh, they had to do something. Yeah, and um, I hate that that happened. Yeah, somebody also hire him. I don't know about Luno Hinch's popularity and the fact that yeah, he did have some yeah, success. But Hinch will get hired again. Yeah, I think so too. Did you get a chance to talk to B Mac since then? Well, yeah, I talked to him. Um, uh, yeah, a couple. I mean, damn, time fucking flies when you're not. Yeah. Well, fucking time flies. Period. But yeah. I don't know. A couple months back. How's he doing? Uh, I think good. Yeah. Good. He was uh, going to pick up his kiddos, so that's yeah. cool. Just watch his kid play ball. That's awesome. You know, um, people. Some people. Some people made the made the. Uh, tried to make some stupid connection between him retiring because he knew this was coming out. And I was like, no, no, that's not why he retired. No, if he retires and it comes out or he doesn't retire and it comes out, yeah. he's fucking out. So he's going to have to deal with it anyway. Even if like the public doesn't like uh, see it in an article or anything, yeah. he's still got to deal with it. Everybody does. And it's tearing him up. I heard it's from people that know him that, that he really hates. Oh, yeah, dude. He had he did he's got like a fringe Hall of Fame career. Yeah, like top ten in putouts as a catcher. Yeah, and then this happens and yeah, and and he's like one of the guys who really didn't love it. Yeah. So. Yeah. There's that. That sucks. Yeah, it, it it sucks when you see good guys like that tarnished that played the game the right way for so long, but you know, yeah, gonna be tarnished. A good baseball player. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, man. 
you have given us a lot of time. We really appreciate this. And uh, I'm so glad you're listening to Towns Van Zandt, among other great <laughs> shit that you listen to. <laughs> it's got to be good to talk about it, right? Get it out there. How you feel? I don't know, man. Not really. It's just, well, <laughs> I know it was wrong. Yeah. Well, well fuck, yeah. Hey, man, it's been great, dude. We really appreciate it. And uh, really, you give us a lot of time. And I know a lot of people have been wondering what you're doing, what you're up to. So I'm sure a lot of Braves fans, because they loved you, man. You're like one of the favorite guys here in the last 15, 20 years. Dude, I never knew it until I left. Because you yeah. always hear all the – I always think about all the negative stuff I did, like on the field. And I'm like, God damn, I suck at baseball. And then, uh, <laughs> and then whenever I left Atlanta, I'm getting all this love. I'm like – Fuck, man. People actually like me there. It's awesome. They love you here, it's dude. Here, it's good to hear. I, I mean, I appreciate fans. I understand uh, some fans that don't appreciate the answer that fucking get it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, man, I, I love Atlanta. And it's uh, Houston's a lot like Atlanta. I love Atlanta, too. Yeah. So, uh, okay, cool, man. All right. All right. Well, I'll uh, hopefully hook up with you this year somewhere. All right. Hopefully, we still get to go down there and everything. All right. Hey, this is Evan Gaddis, right. and thank you so much. We appreciate it, and uh, and it's been memorable. Thank you for going over your whole career with us. It's been awesome. Cheers, brother. Thank you All guys right. so much. All right. Seven, Bye. 755 is real. Yeah, you too. This is 755 is real, and we are out. Mm-hmm.